Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I think you can get a little more discretionary effort from people when you treat them with courtesy and respect. I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said you catch more flies with an ounce of honey than a gallon of gall. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we're chatting to Justin Getty where we talk about his latest property development project and the challenges he has faced so far. He'll also share about his personal fears and setbacks, how he managed to overcome them and the snippets of good advice he has ever received as part of his journey into becoming a property developer. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Justin Getty's next development project is in the works. He has currently faced challenges along the way but this has not dampened his enthusiasm for property developing. So my next project that I have in the pipeline is a 19 townhouse proposal in a, in a similar suburb and it's been a different project again, Tyrone, this time because council refused to issue us a permit because we had so many objections from some of the locals that they refused to give us a permit and so we're now having to go to the planning tribunal in Victoria which is called VCAT to get that permit refusal reviewed. And it's been a, another <laughs> good lesson that on my last project, council was asking me to put more units on the site and we had very little objections. And this time around, it's completely the opposite where we've got heaps of objections and council uh, or the councillors have refused to, to issue us a permit, even though their planning department said that we should get a permit for 16. So I'm now learning more lessons around the challenges that you face and this is where you need to have faith and confidence in the people that are on your team, that you're getting really good advice and that what they're proposing is going to stand up when you go into a planning tribunal. Getty's motivation for the project was in the block of land he was considered using for the project. This was a, another 3,000 square meter site, much easier block to deal with because it's fairly level. The first project we did had a quite a significant slope on it and it was just a property that was put on the market. It was going to auction so I went to the auction. I was the last guy with the with his hand up in the air <laughs> at the auction. It actually um, got passed in because it didn't meet the reserve and yeah, it's just a bit of 
negotiating and um, back and forth between the vendor, the agent and myself. We've finally managed to secure that in sort of August 2016. It's taken us about a year to get our plans prepared, go to advertising, deal with all the objections, um, get our, our hearing at the council and the notice of refusal and then you have to spend time going lodging at uh, at the tribunal and waiting for your for your case to be heard it's going to be at least 18 months before we get some sort of notice about whether we're going to get our permit or not he shares with us his tips for minimizing those out of pocket expenses that inevitably come with property development i think we've got the planning controls or the uh, laws on our side for the particular site, so I'm pretty confident that we should be able to get a permit. But yes, it does certainly add to the to the holding costs, and we just have to absorb that as a project cost. You just, the the benefit of having a larger project, Tyrone, is that you have got a little bit more room to move and groove. You got you got a lot more wiggle room than you would on, say, a you know a duplex or a three or four unit site. You do have a bit more room to move. Getty explains the impact of holding costs and why it's important to never underestimate them. Well, if you're doing a, a duplex or a three or four unit site, you might have a projected gross profit of 120000 or 150000 And if your holding costs go up by 20000 30000 which is quite possible if you're delayed by 12 months, or if your building price comes in 20 grand more than what you thought, or you get five grand less for your properties than you thought you would on the sales prices, well, you know, that has a pretty big impact on your bottom line, your gross profit, and also your net profit and the percentages. Whereas on a bigger project, if you've spread out 20,000 across 19 properties or an extra 50 grand across 19 properties, it's not as big a impact on your bottom on the on the bottom line. Getty explains that with holding costs, the figure itself is not high, but it's the short-term costs that need to be factored into the budget, which is why you'll need to have a little bit of a buffer zone. There's definitely more holding costs. There's higher costs, uh, but there's also more reward. That that's part of the game. And as long as you map all that out and figure out your cash flow requirements, then you'll be fine. And, then, and that's another big lesson that I learnt on, the, on our 20 townhouse project was just the need to have cash on hand. You really need liquidity to be able to absorb some of the unexpected costs that come up in developing. And that's why you have a, a contingency budget <laughs> to help meet those costs and rather than just thinking that's an extra bit of profit that you're probably going to take at the end of the project. He shares his strategy for property developing. Getty describes his strategy as being evolutionary. Well, my strategy has been somewhat evolutionary, Tyrone, <laughs> given, that, given that I went from a six-unit uh, project to a 10-unit project to a 14-unit project to a 20-unit project. It's evolved somewhat along the way. What I've realized is that there's a market out there for good townhouse properties and they're usually investor, sorry, they're usually owner-occupier buyers, which I think is a really good market to be producing properties for. 
And I'm always really trying to buy a site where I think I can get a higher yield on it than anybody else. And the way that I go about doing that is by having really good consultants who can help me come up with more efficient designs or can find ways to get more townhouses or increase the yield. Not only was his strategy evolutionary, the challenges he's faced gave him opportunities to generate good profit. The first site that I bought was was a challenging site. It had some problems that had that needed to be resolved. I mean, it had a lot of trees on it, and I if you can find sites that that seem difficult or that have some challenges, that can be where other developers or other buyers are hesitant in jumping in. But if you can find ways of solving that problem and overcoming it, then it then there's some good profit to be made or good opportunities to be had. He stresses the importance of investing in yourself and not seeing it as a waste of money. Well, it's about what you value in your life. So you need to figure out what your values are. So a lot of people have a mismatch between wanting to be rich. So they think, oh, I really want to be rich. I want to have a million dollars or $2 million or a $5 million property portfolio. but when they sit down and really analyze what's important in their life, which they can see from the things that they do and what they spend their money on and what they have surrounding them in their house or in their study, if that doesn't match up, if they're not prepared to invest in themselves or to save money, then it's highly unlikely that they're ever going to have a $5 million property portfolio. As Getty was trying to deconstruct himself, he was looking for purpose and trying to figure out what he really wanted to do for the rest of his life. I did a lot of training. I did a couple of courses with John Martini, which I found to be really useful. And just it wasn't an overnight thing. I didn't sort of wake up one morning and it all became clear, crystal clear that I wanted to do property developing. I spent a lot of time researching, reading, contemplating, reflecting on what I wanted to do with my life and then I whittled, slowly whittled down and realised that I wanted to get into to property and originally I was set on being doing or being a property investor so buying and holding properties and I read a lot of books of, around how to do that and it was actually while I was listening to a podcast that Troy featured on that the light bulb went on and he was talking about developing and that's when the light bulb went on for me and I thought, yep, that's it. So that was the moment where I thought, where I realised that it was developing that I really wanted to get into and from that moment on, I just continually kept taking step, little steps to, to make it happen. Forget it, property development didn't happen overnight, it evolved over time. When he first went into property developing, Getty was in a full-time job and had his first child. These changes made him take the plunge into property development. I think for a lot of people, having children is a, is a moment that really makes them stop and reflect on what they want to do with their life and I, that certainly happened for me. I think before that, I was happy cruising along, didn't have any significant responsibilities and you could just do whatever you wanted in life but once you become a parent, you certainly have a lot more responsibilities and you start thinking a lot more long term. It's no longer about, you know, what are you, what are you going to do next week or what, what's the next holiday you're going to go on or what are you going to spend all your money on? 
you have to start taking a bit of a longer term picture. So that was a that was a, a moment for me that caused me to pause and reflect and start thinking about what I wanted to do. And there's certainly something special about having children, and that can cause you to search for something deeper. Yeah, I can totally relate. <laughs> Uh, having kids of my own um, has, has also made me think and, and it's probably the reason why it's driven me to also do this podcast as well is because I, I want to change in my life as well too. So, very similar <laughs> in terms of that. The kids certainly are very challenging too. I mean, they, they challenge you daily. So, it's about that balance in life and understanding that not everything's going to be easy. Um, but sometimes the things that are challenging and really hard are the most rewarding. And so I've been trying to embrace those challenges and, and, uh, and enjoy them. Not, not always successfully, Tyrone. Coming up after the break, we'll look at the importance of educating yourself as a primary step towards property development. I paid for mentoring and training uh, around how to about the process of developing, but certainly around buying your first development site and getting into developing. I had all the common fears that I'm sure most people have. What's the best advice he's received as a property developer? I think the best advice I've ever received is that you can only evolve as far as the biggest challenge that you're prepared to take on. And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey podcast listeners, I just wanted to let you know about the podcast show notes I've created for you that you can download at freepropertyresource.com. Inside these show notes, I've included a full summary, details of the resources recommended plus much, much more. Just go to freepropertyresource.com to grab it now. It's free and it'll make the rest of the episode so much more impactful. Again, that's freepropertyresource.com. Now back to the show. Initially, Getty had some fears about taking the plunge into property development. He overcame this by talking to mentors. Paid for mentoring and training uh, around how to about the process of developing, but certainly around buying your first development site and getting into developing. I had all the common fears that I'm sure. Most people have, which I remember writing a list down of what all those fears were just so I could um, identify them and work through them. And it was things like not having enough money or losing money on a deal, um, going, going broke, buying a dud property, being able, struggling to be able to make ends meet. I mean, they were common fears that I had, uh, but fortunately, I'm refuse to allow them to to stop me from from moving ahead and buying and doing what I really wanted to do. Getty recommends John Martini for anyone looking to get into that right mindset. I've done a lot of work with a guy called John Martini, who's a, a philosopher and teacher and he's helped me a lot with my mindset and just taking a much bigger perspective on the world. So, I would recommend any people look into John's work if they're interested in things like that. I also did my 
training through a guy called Troy Harris in Melbourne. Troy runs a really good program. I think it's through his rookiedeveloper.com.au website. So if people are interested in the nuts and bolts type of approach to developing, which I would highly recommend because there's just so many pitfalls and ways to easily lose or spend 5, 10, 15 grand uh, without thinking about it. So getting training and mentoring I think is is something really valuable and I also think it's really wise to invest money into good mentoring and or good coaching or good training because I know people I and mean, it's, it's easy to try and think you can do it on the cheap and in the era of the internet you can find anything on the internet but I think it's priceless getting good advice from people who you trust and who can really guide you and streamline and accelerate your, your growth. It, it's so true and at the end of the day, it's what you pay for is what you get as well too and especially in this industry, you don't know who to trust unless you know, you've, you've actually done what they've, they've done and shown what they've done. You get people who are prepared to go and spend four, five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand, a million bucks on an investment property, but they'll balk at spending, you know, two and a half, five grand, ten grand on educating themselves because they they think that it's wasted money. In terms of resources, Getty sought out books by John D. Martini and Chris Voss, who's a former FBI hostage negotiator. John's done a lot of written a lot of good books, so certainly try and track down his stuff. But a couple of classics that I really enjoyed that I still flick through is Laws of the Laws of Success, Think and Grow Rich. A couple of other I just interviewed a guy on my podcast who's a former FBI hostage negotiator, a guy called Chris Voss. And Chris wrote a book around negotiating called Never Split the Difference. And and I think that's a, a sensational book that I'd really encourage all your listeners to go out and read. I think it'll make a big difference in their life. They'll certainly become better negotiators, which will help them to acquire properties and also maybe even help them buy furniture cheaper than what they could, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I've been able to do in the last couple of months. So it's paid itself off already, that book. Uh, and then one other book that people might want to read, which I found quite interesting, was uh, a book by MJ DeMarco called Fast Lane Millionaire. And that was a really good book around uh, taking charge of your life and really getting stuck in. The best advice that Getty received was to take on big challenges and to surround yourself with role models. I think the best advice I've ever received is that you can only evolve as far as the biggest challenge that you're prepared to take on. And what that means is you're only ever going to be as big as what you are prepared to take what you're prepared to go for. So if you think about that from a maybe a sporting analogy or if you want to, let's look at tennis. If you want to be a B-grade tennis player, then that's and you're join a B-grade competition. Well, then that's you're only ever going to be a B-grade tennis player. If you decide you want to be an A-grade tennis player, then you go into the A-grade and then you become A-grade. You start to play with A-grade players. If you want to be a professional tennis player, then you've got to step it up and you move into the professional ranks and you have to train more and you become really good. But if you want to be a top 10 professional tennis player, then you've got to have that mindset and then you'll move towards becoming a top 10 player. You're no longer going to be, you're going to be so much better than a B-grade tennis player. 
And so that's a really good piece of advice for me that you can only be as big and as bold as, as far as the biggest challenge that you're prepared to take on. That's great advice. And it, what I really, really admire what you've sh- shared there is, is really surrounding yourself as well with the right people. If you want to be in the pro league, you've got to be up in that, that level and, and think like them as well too. It's easy to hang around with pro people these days. And by, what, by that, I mean there's lots of podcasts out there. You can read books that are written by people that you admire or people that are successful. So hanging out with people doesn't have to be in real life. That can be virtual. That can be via books. So you can certainly get access to the thoughts and ideas of you know, really successful people really easily these days. Definitely. Yeah, it is. A touch of a button or just simply putting onto social media, you'd be able to get access to these people very, very easily. And the other piece of advice I've got or the, I've been taught along the way is that life is always in balance. So there's never good and bad. That's just perceptions that we project onto things. So cause any situation can have, you can either perceive it to be good or bad, but in reality, it's, it's, there is no good and bad. It's just how life is. So it's up to you to choose whether you, whether you want to see it as an obstacle, whether you want to see it as a challenge, or whether you want to see it as an opportunity. And you're totally in charge and accountable for how your life turns out. Getty has a habit of taking accountability and cites this as a reason behind his success. He believes that only you are responsible for your successes and failures. Well, I think taking total personal accountability is really important. So, don't blame other people for what's happening in your life and that includes whether you have consultants working with you, whatever it is, you need to take total accountability for for you and for your life. Uh, the other thing I like to do is a daily review of my goals. So I do my goals every year and have my long-term goals and every day I'll spend five minutes in the morning just reviewing those. I think it's a really good way of just keeping them at the forefront of your mind. And something that's a little bit more tactical day-to-day is that I try when I'm working with people to ask people to to help or ask questions rather than telling i find that you can work with people a lot better if you find ways of asking questions that can help to get things done or to help you get what you need and that doesn't mean that i don't have that i don't tell people when i need something but i find that if you're working with people if you can ask them to help you or if you can ask them to do things Uh, you get a much better result and a much stronger working relationship with them than if you just tell people what to do. Sure. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, this is, it doesn't matter whether or not it's property development or, or in the corporate world, everyone likes to be treated with respect and likes to be part of it rather than being told. Yeah. And you, and I think you can get a more discretionary effort from people when you treat them with courtesy and respect. I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said you catch more flies with an ounce of honey than a gallon of gall. The advice that Getty would give to his younger self would be? Probably say you're looking really good. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking much younger and fresher than you you are. (laughs) Maybe will in 10 years' time. You're the first to say that to me. (laughs) 
Well, that would have been before I had kids, so I probably had longer hair and uh, certainly less lines on my face. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> oh, no, I'd probably say, well, I would say don't let fear hold you back. Buy more sites. We can think about all the sites that even four or five years ago that we could have bought that have probably doubled in value by now. <laughs> that would mm, be a good thing. Yeah. And don't let other people's judgments um, influence your decision-making. Getty is excited about the future of property development and his upcoming projects. I think for me, what's most exciting about the journey over the next five years is the fact that it's developing and doing projects is repeatable. So you can continue to repeat your success. If you follow a process and a formula, then you should be able to continue to repeat. I think there's good market prospects across most of Australia, but certainly in Melbourne. I think we've uh, got a strong market. I don't see that fundamentally changing over the next five to ten years. I also like the fact that each project is different. There's different challenges and different things to learn on each project, and I think that's that's really exciting and it's really interest keeps me interested. And I think the most exciting thing is the fact that I'm going to be able to continue building homes for people so i like to think that we're in the business of building dream machines tyrone so we're building properties that help people realize their dreams and help them achieve things in life and we can play a small role in that if you wish to connect with justin getty learn more about his strategy you can reach out to him via They can listen to my podcast if they're interested in property development, which is at uh, www.propertydeveloperpodcast.com or in iTunes. They can send me an email at justin at propertydeveloperpodcast.com or if they want to take a look at the projects that we've been doing, they can go to my website, which is getty.com.au, which is g-e-h-d-e.com.au. Thank you to Justin Getty, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. Simply type in the search bar Justin Getty and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499 88 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.